Hey there, welcome to Fleet FYIs, the weekly podcast by Utilimark that reveals how you can make the most of your data for Sperner fleet management. My name is Gretchen, and every week you'll hear from me and some of the industry's finest in candid conversations that will shed some light on not only two decades worth of data insights, but some of the industry's hottest talking points and key metric analysis with the aim to help you better understand your fleet from every angle. But before we begin, if this is the first time you've heard our show, thanks for stopping by. I'm so glad you decided to come along for the ride with us. But I've got a quick favor to ask you. Once you've finished today's episode, if you could take a few minutes to leave us a review on your favorite podcasting platform, we would really appreciate it. Give us a rating, five stars I hope, or tell us what you liked or leave us a comment or a question about what you've heard in today's episode. But if we haven't yet covered a topic that you're interested in hearing more about, let us know. We would be happy to go over it in detail in a later episode. If that sounds good to you, let's get back to the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Fleet FYIs. I hope you all had a wonderful Halloween yesterday. Hopefully it was deliriously spooky, or maybe you were like me and watched entirely too many cheesy Halloween films because I don't do scary very well. But back to the topic at hand, we are back again today with another installment of Fleet FYI's Shorts, which is your top question surrounding all facets of Fleet answered in 10 minutes or less. Or, well... At least I try to keep them a bit more bite-sized than our typical Thursday episodes. Now, for as long as I've been in the fleet industry, I've been twiddling around with this particular question, and it has to do with sustainability, and perhaps you've actually asked yourself this question as well. But the question is, can fleets really be sustainable without EVs? Now, With a major lack of electric vehicle options to replace medium and heavy-duty internal combustion engine trucks, electric vehicles are, unfortunately, not a viable option for many utility fleets around the world. Yet, as manufacturers, they'll continue to prioritize the electrification of non-commercial cars, SUVs, pickup trucks, you know... As they prioritize those, fleets in need of heavier-duty electric equipment tend to be left without options or they tend to hybridize, which, in all fairness, it is easier to start with a vehicle lineup that requires less battery power than something like a Class 7 or Class 8 vehicle. I mean, it makes sense. But this doesn't actually make internal combustion engine fleets a lost cause for sustainable practice, though. And that's one thing I wanted to touch on today. And with sustainability being such a hot topic of the past, well, at this point, decade, but especially so in the last five years, experts and advocates have evaluated how nearly all human activity could be improved to be greener. And that's a big deal. So this is good news for fleet managers who do, in fact, have options moving forward with sustainability goals, despite the lack of electric vehicles, whether it's lack of ability to purchase them due to the types of vehicles within their fleet, lack of budget, or lack of direction when it comes to what they want to do to meet their sustainability commitments. Let's dig in. So what about alternative fuels? Because that's a question that a lot of people ask when it comes to introducing new sustainability commitments, policies, strategies into their fleet management. 
Well, transportation has relied heavily on fossil fuels since the beginning of the 1900s. That's no secret. We all know this by now. The fact is that fossil fuels are relatively cheap to produce and they're abundant. I mean, right now it looks like the stores for petroleum in terms of being able to create diesel, petrol, gasoline, anything that you can think of along those lines, the stores will run out in 2090. So that's still a ways off in the future. Near enough, but it's a ways off. But another perk of continuing to use fossil fuels is that the infrastructure needed to produce, refine, and transport that fuel has long been established. Biofuels now, on the other hand, these are a new option that transform raw biomass into liquid fuel. And the various fuel types, for example, ethanol, biodiesel, they repurpose vegetable oils, animal fats, crops, and other natural waste products. So it's things we're getting rid of anyways into a useful substance that actually powers our vehicles, which could be an interesting option for fleets to pursue if it fits into their fuel mix strategy or if it actually allows the type of vehicles that they have to run. Now, these alternatives to traditional petroleum-based fuels are a great option for fleets trying to implement greener operations. But the big thing is, is that in addition to repurposing what would have initially been discarded, biofuels actually offer a drastic reduction in CO2 emissions compared to fossil fuels. Which, in my opinion, it's a big win for fleet managers who want to hold on to their internal combustion vehicles for a little bit longer. Another thing that you hear a lot of people talk about is also the employment of telematics. Now, we've answered what telematics are in previous episodes, so if you haven't listened to those, I highly recommend you do that. Or if you're more into reading, you can actually head over to our blog, which is at utilimark.com, U-T-I-L-I-M-A-R-C.com, to see just some of the content that we have on telematics, what's the use in them, how you can delve more into your telematics data or derive more value from it. It's all there for you. But basically, in a nutshell, telematics collects data from across your fleet in real time. Now, this allows fleet managers to have daily unified access to how their vehicles are performing, driver behavior, engine diagnostics, and so much more. And whilst these data insights are key in helping fleets optimize operations, they also are a great tool for promoting sustainable practice. And here's how. The first piece is you can take a look at idling, which, you know, there's a little bit of an argument going on of whether that's still a valuable practice to look at. But it is evident that idling is a necessary part of the job for some vehicles. So being able to distinguish good idling from the bad is a necessary first step for trying to reduce overall idling time and cutting back on vehicle emissions and fuel consumption. Another option could potentially be hybridizing. So you can have your chassis be electric and then your actual vehicle be fuel-based. There's plenty of options there. And if you want to hear more about that, you can check out the previous episode I recorded with Jack Johnson from Volta Power Systems. That's a good one if you want to hear more about this one. The second piece to this conversation is driver behavior or driving behavior. Another great use for fleet telematics is the ability to track vehicles on the job. And a lot of fleet managers will tell you this. And fleet managers can actually more carefully plan efficient work routes that consolidate various stops into one trip. And they can also plan routes that are as direct as possible. Now, they can identify any extra stops made by drivers to limit inappropriate personal use of company vehicles or fuel. So this can actually decrease um, the amount of non-work hours that a vehicle has. 
But similarly, telematic systems can also highlight aggressive driving, speeding, harsh braking. I mean, we all know this by now. Because not only do these behaviors put your driver at risk, but they can actually raise your gas mileage and your emissions significantly. Driving recklessly also causes some unnecessary wear and tear on vehicles and tires, which will ultimately lead to the sooner replacement of vehicles and parts, driving up your maintenance costs a little bit, which will lead into the next bit that we're talking about. But one thing that I'd really like to point out here is if we're looking at understanding driving behavior as we move into more sustainable practices, sustainable strategies, and, you know, overall policies going forward, utilizing telematics to understand what your route planning could be or should be is a great tool if you're planning on implementing a charging infrastructure network especially if you are a fleet that wants to electrify. Now, this can be with planning different fleet yards, which fleet yards get more chargers, what types of chargers, but also where you need to be able to have those chargers available in order to allow your fleet to get the job done and have as little time being down charging, say, for example, four to six hours at a time. Because if you can charge overnight and you might only need to charge at the job site for 30 minutes to an hour, that might not be so bad. It's something to think about. But like I said, and like I promised, we're getting into the maintenance side of this because, you know, that is a pretty big side of utilizing telematics data. But the thing is, is telematics is also incredibly useful when it comes to maintenance because it allows fleets to utilize predictive maintenance behaviors. Now, the benefit for fleet managers here is twofold. By working vehicles until they tell you they need servicing, as opposed to relying on an OEM set schedule, fleet managers can save money on maintenance and prolong their vehicle's lifespan. In terms of sustainability, however, predictive maintenance is the key to keeping vehicles performing efficiently and emitting as little pollution as possible. Because think about it this way, if your vehicle is feeling a little under the weather now, you know, we know vehicles don't have feelings, but thinking caps on here, you know what I mean? It can potentially cause a little bit of friction and create more of an emission output than necessary. So predictive maintenance could be a good solution here. But along the same lines, if we take a look at, you know, not just vehicle maintenance, but taking a look at vehicle parts, you can actually also recycle vehicle parts, too, as part of a sustainable policy. Now, we're moving a little bit away from telematics here. I should preface this part of the of the show with that. But just to get to the point... Many parts of a vehicle can be recycled, including oils, fluids, batteries, engines, scrap metal, glass, tires, the list goes on. Materials like metal, glass, and rubber from tires, they can be broken down and transformed into other products. Engine oil is cleaned for reuse. Many other car parts in good condition are simply saved to be used as replacement when another vehicle of the same model is breaking down and is in need of a replacement. And one thing that's good for many people to know is that in order to arrange for disposal, most local governments have actually dedicated a specific branch to assist fleets in the region with that. Additionally, AAA actually offers free battery recycling every Earth Day, making it even easier for drivers and fleet managers overall, which is kind of a fun fact, especially, you know, you should all keep tabs on Earth Day. That's always a really big one to take a peek for and do something sustainable, whether it's for your organization, go out and pick up trash, or in this case, you could just recycle some batteries for free. Win-win. The thing is, 
is at the end of the day, electric vehicles will not be plausible for many fleets for a little while yet. And this is ultimately in the hands of manufacturers who are mostly concerned with producing passenger EVs or light-duty offerings first. I mean, this is understandable, but the key takeaway here is that sustainability is not all or nothing. Any fleet can take even one or two of these considerations into their strategies and do their part in making the world a little bit greener and a little bit of a better environment surrounding them. There's no one-size-fits-all solution. That's one thing I like to stress at the end of every single sustainability episode. And every fleet can start out wherever possible for them. I mean, you know what they say, right? Baby steps. It's not always gigantic leaps. And sometimes you just have to start by using recycled paper or, you know, potentially taking a look at more sustainable strategies to implement over the next year. But I'd love to hear your thoughts. Do you think fleets can be sustainable without EVs or do you think they are one of the only paths forward? Let me know by sending me an email, tagging me on LinkedIn or using the hashtag UtilamarkFleetFYIs. Oh, and one more thing. If you've got any burning questions surrounding the fleet industry, anything at all, send them my way. You never know. A question of yours may just make it into a future episode of Fleet FYIs Shorts. But until Thursday, that is all from me. I hope that you're going to tune in for next week's episode. It is all about green zones, ultra low emission zones, and what exactly those mean and why they're important to pay attention to. Ciao. Hey there. I think this is the time that I should cue the virtual high five because you've just finished listening to another episode of the Fleet FYI's podcast. If you're already wanting more content, head over to utilimark.com, which is utilimark with a C, U-T-I-L-I-M-A-R-C.com for the show notes and extra insights coming straight from our analysts to you. That's all from me this week. So until next time, I'll catch you later. Later.